All right, hey, we're back with another uh, Direct Motocross podcast. This is Billy Rainford here from DMX. Uh, tonight, today, depending on where you are, I guess, we've got uh, we've got someone who just defended his championship. He uh, won the Future West Moto Arena Cross Championship. Uh, this Man, this series goes back so far in Canada. Brought up a lot of fast youngsters up into uh, long pros who've even uh, come and gone and retired through their, ser- their uh, careers. But uh, I've got Colin Duran. Colin, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm not... Uh... Living the, the normal day in the life for my, myself, but uh, no, all is well for sure. No complaints here. That's awesome. So, I mean, um, uh, we're going to get to this, but it's kind of funny. I had to, uh, I spoke with uh, kind of your main rival there in the open class, the pro open class, uh, Keelan Meston, a couple of days ago, just because he had that lead going into the final round. It was like uh, some pressure on him. So it was kind of fun to talk to him, but uh, you were able to put it all together. But uh, let me, let me do this. Since you don't race in Canada and you don't have, um, much and, and you don't have a canadian number so you won't get on our friday update thing i've got a couple of fun questions i always like to ask people so let me let me start off and get some people to just to maybe get to know you a little better if they don't know you okay all right sounds good okay for starters like uh you know the couple of questions i always ask how how did you actually get your start in uh in motocross well my dad rode so classic i was always yeah just uh yeah, you know, you see him ride, you want to ride, and then I got going. I got going pretty young. I was like, I think it was the Christmas before my first, my fourth birthday, I got a bike, and then, uh, yeah, I just progressed from there, raced a bunch of local stuff, and I actually was not very good at riding at all until, like, I don't know, 14, 15, maybe it kind of started to click around a little bit, and uh, I mean, I did a few little amateur nationals when I was on 80s, but it was like beginner class, it was just going because everybody else was doing it and then uh yeah i got a little older and i don't know kind of figured out how to go faster i guess and then uh yeah i turned pro i think a little premature maybe now looking back on it when i was 16 but uh oh well you know it shaped it shaped the the path that i got uh that i'm on now so i can't complain at all and then yeah just done i did some west coast supercrosses and still do occasionally i'll do the seattle or you know if something pans out and it looks good i'll go race it but uh yeah pretty much just a local guy here in washington and uh and a little bit in oregon you know washougal and and whatnot stuff like that okay hey how old are you now uh, i just turned 26 i believe <laughs> yeah 26 20, uh, maybe 27, I don't know, I'd have to look at my Instagram, either 26 or 27, one of the two. Did you literally just say I might have to look at my Instagram? Yeah, because I, I updated, <laughs> my brother-in-law gave me a bunch of, he gave me a hard time about it, but no, 27, I was born in 93, so yeah, I just had a birthday here in January. That's hilarious, you, you, you gotta get to my age when you start forgetting how old you are, man, not when you're 27. I know it's not good, huh? Starting too early. <laughs> okay, so my other kind of stock question. This is uh, this is actually my favorite question to ask people: is how did you get your uh, your first racing number? Like, how did you choose the number you went with? I just I had to, I wanted to be just like my dad, so uh, I just it was, it was just all natural just to go with. Uh, I was number sixty two for a long time, and then yeah, and then the sixty two turned into six twenty one when I did some amateur nationals, and then. I would have I would have probably carried 621 all the way through, but AMA gave me 476, and then that's just what I run now today. Okay, I think I might be one of the few people whose dad didn't actually race and got into racing. It's kind of a strange, mine's a bit of a bit more of a unique story than uh, than the old my dad race kind of thing. But uh. yeah, <laughs> I feel like maybe it could be kind of lame, but I don't know. Looking back now, I would 
I would be bummed if I didn't have his number type of deal. Oh yeah, that's a super common answer to that. Actually, it's pretty uh, pretty funny. There are some funny answers to that question, though. Some people have some pretty funny uh, reasons and things. A lot of it has to do with uh, oh, electrical man. tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's easiest to do? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, who um in the Washington? Are you from? Was it Monroe, Washington? Where, where is? Is that where you're from? Yeah, yeah, Monroe. It's just a little bit west of Seattle. It's probably forty-five minutes from Seattle. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, who now? Who did you come up with? Uh, the usual guys, like we'd. Uh, Maybe they're, I don't know if they're younger or older, like Jake Anstead and the guys like that, or who, who'd you come up with? Yeah, so Jake and those guys were, they're just a couple years older than me. Oh, sure. uh, I came up with like, I came up more with like, uh, like Landon Courier and whatnot. Okay. Uh, but, and Landon and even Tommy Week was, he was just barely older, so that I always kind of raced down below, like him and Chris Howell and, uh, you know, guys like that. But Landon, I can't even say I raced Landon. He was he was night and day faster than I was back then. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of right around that age era. Okay, All right. Just uh, I think I'm just trying to get a little bit of history on here. Now, how about with, uh, when did you first? I mean, it's obviously only a couple hours south of the uh, BC border there. But uh, when did you first come up north to Canada to race? <clears throat> so actually, my I, I I guess you could say my first pro race was up there. I came up in uh, I believe it was 2010. I did the the Kamloops National. Okay. Uh, as a, I was an intermediate then, but it was, you know, the intermediates we talked to, we were buddies with Noof from back in the day. So Noof was like, hey, you you know, you're good enough. You should should be able to qualify for the motos. I think I ended up going like 22, 21 on the day. And then, uh, sure, then I kind of had a pretty big hiatus for a little while. I, I started doing the Future West and like, Pretty early on, I guess. I, I think I even maybe did that in 2011 a little bit, just around here and there. And then, yeah, the last couple of years, I think uh, I did Calgary with uh, Rod from RMR. And then, yeah, now I got linked up with, uh, you know, the Cycle North crew. And I did a couple of the Triple Crowns this year. I did the Abbotsford Arena Cross. And then we went to Calgary, did the Calgary National as well, and then the Prince George. So that was the... Uh, that was the most I've done up there this year, for sure. Okay, gotcha. Now, what's what's been your best, uh, like, did you do some uh, AMA Nationals outdoors? What's been your best kind of thing there? At Washougal? Or yeah. Yeah, Washougal, I've, I've only, I guess, really done Washougal. I tried qualifying for Hangtown back in, I don't even know, 2013 or something, but I was I was pretty far off the pace there. Uh, but my best Washougal National is, uh, 21, 22, I believe. So just, just right, right outside of scoring points, but, uh, that's, that's all right. For a one-off race coming in and racing with those guys and trying to get it all figured out in one day and go their pace is, uh, is no, no easy path. Yeah, no, for sure not. Now you mentioned, um, took a bit of a hiatus. You mentioned, um, you know, a couple things you might do Seattle and stuff like that. I kind of. You you definitely took a little step back, right? I mean, you you're a dad too, and what do you do for work and everything? Yeah, so uh, I'm a I work full time. I'm a, I'm a crane operator here um, in the state, so my work schedule is pretty pretty crazy. Like yesterday, you know, I was I where I started at six thirty in the morning. I didn't get off till almost eleven last night. So to uh, to have time and focus on racing is not always an easy task, but. Uh, and then, yeah, I have a little kid and a wife at home, so, you know, that's, that's priority. Come the weekends, if I have time to go to go ride, I'll go ride. And, ho- and if there's a race, I, I'm not scared to go race it. Kind of, I wouldn't say off the couch, because I, I do try to get some stuff in during the week, but 
definitely not as much as, as people may think from the outside looking in. Right, right. Okay, so with that in mind, did you, like after you won last year, the Future West Series and stuff, were you already committed to coming back this year, or was that something Courtney had to talk you into, or did you want to, did you want to, or what was your, how did that play come along? Yeah, no, it, uh, I definitely, I definitely wanted to. I, you know, I talked to Courtney pretty early about it, as long as she was, you know, up for doing it and trying. Uh, she's had pretty good luck up there in the barns, you know, dating back to Ross. Well, I don't know how many Ross won, and then, uh, you know, Carson won for her up there, and then, you know, I did a shot and see if I could back it up for her, so. It uh, it was definitely a to do thing uh, coming into this year. It was trying back that number one plate up for her. Okay, now uh, in some years past, I mean, obviously they've been you know traveling around at different sites, and now basically they've settled on the Chilliwack Heritage Park, which is easily one of the nicest places for an indoor race. That's for sure, right? How how are the tracks this year? Yeah, the tracks were good. Uh, yeah, I remember when they went went back to Cloverdale, we were using tear offs like it was a national, but uh, <laughs> no Chilliwack. Chilliwack's great with the three barns, you know, pitting in one and racing in the two. And, uh, you know, with beating, with Kyle building the tracks this year, or I guess the last couple of years now, it's uh, it's been good. They've been technical. You know, they've had pretty good options, not just for us pros, you know. that Obviously, there's amateurs during the day. And, uh, no, the tracks have been awesome. But, uh, they're technical, but, I, you know, pretty safe at all at the same time. So it's made for racing. Uh, we can still go fast and not be too worried about, you know, getting hurt with stuff, but uh, you can still do, you know, some good options uh, in the rhythms and whatnot that he builds. Okay, now I remember I didn't make it to any rounds this year, but last year when I was out, uh, long sets of whoops were obviously uh, something that benefited you. I mean, your your whoop speed was just kind of kind of a step above what, you know, what I could see some of the other local kids and everything. Was it a tough whoop? Did uh, the whoops kind of come into play this year? No, no, definitely uh, not as much as last year. Unfortunately, yeah, like you said, the whoops are they're definitely by far my favorite part. So uh, it wasn't a bummer. The, the, they still have good whoop sections. It just wasn't uh, wasn't quite as long as last year. But yeah, I only really round uh, what was six, five, and six had a pretty good whoop section, and then uh, yeah, this week was a little bit shorter, but. Nonetheless, it's still uh, any set of whoops. I I'm always got a smile on my face knowing that it's going to help out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You could you could tell last year that you were uh, looking forward to them every time. But uh, okay, so you're doing uh, you're one of the few guys that would uh, was set up with a 250 and a 450, right? So you raced uh, a lot of guys would just ride the 250 in both, but uh, you had both bikes, right? Yeah, yep. I had both bikes. There's uh there's no way I'd want to ride a 250 all night long. I'm not exactly the littlest guy six foot one or whatever so no i'm definitely i'm my main focus was the 450 i know i ride it a bit better and uh and i know i lack i don't i don't ride a 250 as often as i probably should so when it comes to the barns uh you know it does make it a bit tough especially with some of the intermediates like you know uh like piccolo and julian and <clears throat> some of those kids they they're not scared depending on the little bike and i'm that's <laughs> little bit out of my comfort zone so i'm definitely a two bike two bike kind of guy right you're old and wise now right I, I, that's a good segue to talk about uh that 250 class the pro-am and stuff like that i mean you had to be that last i mean we'll come to, we'll just talk about the last round since we don't need to talk about all eight kind of thing but uh 
that last one I saw that uh, you kind of, I guess that was in the open class, but we'll talk about the, um, the 250 class here first. Uh, I mean, again, you had the young kids and Julian Bennett with the yellow plates on and stuff. Kid was flying, right? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. No, no doubt about that. Right now, how did that was that title clinched before this the Saturday night? Did you clinch it on Friday, or did was did that come right down to Saturday too? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I it might have been done on Friday night. I know uh, the first two rounds, Jake. We were kind of running away with the first main event, and he came up short on a jump and uh, ended up hurting his wrist. So I know he was out the first. The first two, the first weekend, he got no points in either class. Uh, but then I had a, I had a pretty rough round at what was it, five or, or four at the, the one right before the break. I think I got a, a seventh and then I had that DNF in the 450 class. So, uh, I don't know exactly what the points were, but I do believe the 250 was clinched coming into Saturday though. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Now what? You mentioned the uh, the rough goal. What to, what was that one again? We won't go into all the details of everything, but uh, yeah, one DNF kind of a blemish on your on your record there. Yeah, no, it was a that was a bad week to start with. <laughs> I got I got rear-ended Monday, and uh, there was talk that I wasn't even going to go up and ride, and then I was like, oh, no, I'll be all right. I'll I'll tough it out. And uh, Friday night went pretty good. I think I went two two or something like that. And then uh, Saturday night, yeah, I was. There's a pretty big like uh, trip lawn to a tabletop, and I didn't do it on uh, I didn't do it on Friday on my little bike, and I got my butt handed to me. So I was like, I got to figure this thing out. Oh. Uh, and I ended up I ended up doing it in practice. It was not a big deal. I was like, geez, that was way too easy. But uh, no, Jake and I were were coming down to the end of the 250 main, and he was leading it, and I just just had a small air on my part. And uh, ended up going like up over the burn. I whiskey throttled out of the barn. Um, over a berm and landed on the landed on the cattle fencing and I got super lucky. Like my thumb is still my thumb's still not great, but uh, I I was able to line up for the 450 main. I was like I was a little beaten up. I was like, man, if I can just come out of here with some solid points, I'll be happy. And uh, I got a second place start, I, I believe, behind Keelan and just came in. They had a 90 little left and just slid off the jump off this little double and high side into the face and. Oh man, I was I just about laid there for the rest of the night. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was that. The bike was all twisted up. My hand was not good. The elbow was bad. So I just I ended up walking off and uh, loading up, and that was that was the night for me. Oh wow, well, okay. Well, I could uh, yeah. I mean, things go bad pretty quickly in arena cross races. <laughs> yeah. So as yeah, you said, it went it went bad in a hurry. That was that was one I'd like to forget. I mean, that hurt. That's interesting you say that the kids are, uh, you know, some of their, uh, you know, just still just pinning it for sure in the little bike class. That there was actually a section that, what are you saying, Jake Piccolo and Julian Bennick were both doing that you weren't doing? That's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think there was a couple. I believe even like uh, Casey Keese was doing. Oh, yeah, I think Casey there was Keese. four or five guys. I think, I think there was a couple guys there that were doing it. And I just, uh, I don't know. I just didn't pull the, couldn't pull the trigger on it the first night. Wow, that's that's uh, that's pretty impressive for the kids. Yeah, you know what? To, yeah, we haven't talked about uh, Casey Keese. I guess he would have been another guy that was right in there with you, huh? Yeah, no, he was good. Luckily, well, I shouldn't say luckily. It's it it sucks. He, uh, you know, his starts weren't the greatest, or he would have, I think, would have been up there, uh, causing some damage for sure. No doubt about it. He's he's no no slouch indoors either. Yeah, no, for sure. Again, I've got like 
I can go back in my my old photos and find some pictures of him on the little tiny bikes and stuff like that as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back to 2010 for you and try to find an old picture of you in 2010. Would you have been 476 back then? Uh yeah, I was either 476. Uh, I'll have to find a photo. I was either <laughs> 476 or 621. But yeah, oh. yeah, no, it's funny. I remember racing these kids when I you know had just turned pro, and some of them like Jake were still on 50. So it's it's funny lining up to them now. It's see how far they've come and you know and seeing how far they can possibly go how, how far they ever they want to take it in this in this sport yeah that's right yeah jake had a bit of a rough year there getting that injury and stuff but i i always tell the story I'm, I'm not typing this so i can blab on here a bit but jake piccolo one time i was out at a race chilliwack they had an outdoor track there too one year maybe more than one year but uh, okay. the one year i went there and he was on his 65 i believe still and Spencer Knowles was a kind of a top pro. There was one section you had to do this big triple into a corner. Only two people were doing it that I saw. One was Spencer Knowles, and the other was Jake Piccolo on his sixty-five. Yeah, that, that, I can't say I'm surprised. Like, no. He's not scared to jump stuff and switch the throttle. He's 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 impressive. Yeah, so so it's good that he's back. I mean, he's obviously one of our. Uh, one of the kids we've all had our eyes on coming up through the ranks and stuff like that. But uh, okay, so let, let's talk about. Um, Heading into, I mean, it would have been a nice Canadian story to have a Canadian champ there. Poor Keelan there, almost winning his first pro championship, up by one point. <laughs> so you're down by one point going into the final night in the 450s. What, uh, how is that? You just obviously had to get out there and, and beat Keelan, I guess, right? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, coming into the weekend, I think I had to win both. Uh, yeah, and like you said, coming into the final moto, is pretty much whoever won. So uh, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. They, uh, Keelan starts, man, that guy... He's a starter. He's he's no slouch off the gate. I don't think he didn't hold shot all year. So I knew that going into the moto that he was it was gonna pretty much be me behind him. No 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 questions asked. So and it did. We came out of the turn. Um, it was him, myself, and then Piccolo. And uh, the track this weekend was a little tougher to pass on. It was just a little tighter, but uh, ended up I think passing him maybe on the second or third lap, and then just tried to sprint away from him. But uh, yeah, Jake, no, he, and Jake he, went with you. He, he, no, yeah, yeah, and then Jake got around, and yeah, Jake was coming for me. I was luckily they they threw the white flag, or it would have been a battle royale there for the finish. <laughs> All right, so cool. So you're um, they do two number one plates, right? So you're two fifty and four fifty, not combined or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, two two classes. So yep, two two number one plates. Nice. So what? Uh, the fun thing out there, too, is uh, I know we're talking about Courtney Lloyd with uh, Cycle North Power Sports, the team, and I mentioned Courtney earlier, but uh, how was the celebration this year? Oh, it was good. We, uh, you know, we we hung out at the track, did the photos and whatnot, and then, uh, you know, hung around with all the well, all the amateurs, got their, their titles and their trophies and did ours, and then uh, just went back to the hotel and hung out for the night and, you know, same old, same old celebrations as normal. Had, had our fun after the year and uh, wake up Sunday and hit back to reality. Those guys headed back to Prince George and I headed home and get ready for the next race, I guess. All right. Well, it's, that's, uh, that leads to me to my next question. What is your next race? I guess Seattle or are you going to do stuff before that? <laughs> um, yeah, it'll probably – I think there's an outdoor series that starts up down here that I'll probably do the first round at and then uh, – yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out if I'm doing Seattle. It's still kind of on the bubble. Uh, it's just a lot of work for for the one day around here. Especially there's not a there's not a ton of places to ride to get ready, and the weather's always a 
you know, a question mark. So uh, I, I don't know for sure if I'll be there, but if I am, that'll definitely be the next the next big race on the list. Okay. Hey, was your dad up there for all the races too, or? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> My old man, he he can't miss the races. He still has fun coming up and hanging out. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? Now huh? you're 27 years old and you're still not going to miss one. Yeah, yeah, no. No doubt, it's still a family sport, so it's uh, it's fun, especially with my little guys about to turn two here in March. So, it'll be all three of us at the track here before too long, I'm sure. Oh, he's almost PW age. <laughs> you gonna have him? What's uh, what sports are you gonna get into? Oh, uh, man, I said I said when I had a kid uh, that I would be done riding, but yeah, here I am, two years in and still going. You know, just as just as much as I've ever been racing. So. <laughs> He he's addicted, you know. You see all the photos on Instagram and stuff. He likes dirt bikes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever sport he wants to do, I got to. Uh, I can't tell him no. You know, we gotta support him just as much as my parents or any parents would support their own kids. So we'll see what the future holds for him. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that next next couple of years for sure. But another uh, another four seven six coming up or six twenty one, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Pass yeah. On. What's yeah, it? No doubt. Hey, what about uh, your teammate there, Kiana Sash? She had uh, a perfect score going into that final night. Yeah, she, uh, man, she makes the pits tough. Come back, <laughs> you can't, it's hard, hard to even ask how she did. She just, ah, first again, it's like, <laughs> man, you make it sound so easy. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, I think she ended up, uh, man, I want to say she got second in the final moto. She ended up going down, but yeah, no, she's, She's another one. She's a good starter and then, uh, you know, lays it down in the ladies' class for sure. It's fun watching her ride, especially with her being so little. Right. I always give her, give her a hard time about it. But, no, she's she's fun to have as a teammate. Keeps the – she's a quiet little quiet little gal, but, man, when she wants to pipe off, she's a sassy little thing. Ah, see, that's the way it goes. That's funny you say that because every time I try to interview her or take a photo, she's always so shy and hard to – then she goes out in the track and just uh, busts it out and stuff. So it's kind of funny. That's uh, – that was funny to see. I saw the ones all across the board in that final last. Like, oh, too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was bummed, but no, she had a good year. She uh, she can't be mad about it at all. All right. Okay, well, how about, um, okay, so are we talking three-peat next year? Are you coming back or what? Yeah, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it, for sure. It's, it's fun. I might as well do it while I can. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Still a long ways away. See what, uh, see what Leslie and the Future West uh crew decide to do for a series and if it if it works out then uh yeah i'd like to be back up there for sure no doubt all right cool man well hey uh i'll let you go where are where are you now are you still driving are you at home or where'd you get yeah driveway uh yeah i pulled off the side of the road i just the, the little man would be out causing noise so yeah i'm just right down the road <laughs> from home so <laughs> that's awesome Okay, buddy. Well, hey, man, congratulations on uh, on defending. They say the first title is tough, but the second one's even tougher to defend. So, uh, congrats on pulling it off. I mean, um, I mean, I want to say that didn't. I want. I want to say it wasn't uh, the competition wasn't as stiff. Maybe it wasn't as deep. You had some really tough guys up there at the top. It'll be good uh, maybe next season to get some uh, just a deeper. You know what I mean? Just to get uh, a few more guys out there. That was pretty. Uh, Pretty good, those young kids and stuff. See if Keelan come back and, uh, yeah, drag some of your uh, Washington boys back north. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all these guys are scared down here. It used to be a bunch of guys up there. Hal, McConaughey, Anstead, not it. But, uh, yeah, you know, all these guys down here are getting kind of old and, you know, moving <laughs> on with life. But, 
No, it would be cool. I know there's definitely some more Canadians, some guys on the island. Maybe Lalonde comes back. And, uh, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to see the gates full up there. It'd be good for not only us as racers, but, you know, it'd be a better, little better show for the, the crowd as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, no matter how many guys you have out there, it's always the racing's usually really good at the very front. So that was, uh, sounds like you had some good, good battles. Uh, that's for sure. But, uh, all right, buddy. Well, hey, again, thanks for chatting with us. And do you want to uh, thank some folks before we let you go? Before we let you go in to say hey to your little Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for the phone call. And uh, I appreciate it. No, I, uh, I can't give it up to the whole cycle. North Courtney, uh, you know, helps out a bunch. And without her, we wouldn't be up there. And, uh, you know, Cover Star, Limeline, uh, Recluse, Fly Racing, 100%, Atlas. Uh, you know, there's a whole, whole crew that goes into it, Chris, on the wrenches. And, uh, you know, even Bruce uh, helped out with the pits, and uh, no, I just got to give a big thanks to everybody, and uh, yeah, just without those guys, we wouldn't be up there racing, so thank you to them. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks for the chat. Thanks for filling us in on how it all went. Now you can go in, say hey to your little kid and your wife, and have a nice dinner, so I appreciate you taking the time, buddy, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you sometime soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Billy. All right, see you, Colin. Bye-bye.